Welcome to episode 16 of the Get Real Gaming podcast. It's the show where we get real talking about the latest video game news and releases. I'm Richard and with me is Sir Battensburg the 23rd. Hello everybody. I've clipped my mic just just thinking about this. Lawrence. Yeah. Lawrence is very, very ill. We almost didn't record a podcast today, but... Yes, he almost didn't let me, but I decided I would play the character instead. Yeah. He's going to do his best, and I'm going to try and carry us through. So, <laughs> yeah. before we uh, get going a little bit here, Lawrence... Where's my bubble pipe? Your <laughs> bubble pipe. Are you doing all right, though, in yourself? I'm it's not right. let's let's yeah. let's address the elephant in the room. It's not coronavirus. No. It's just uh, flu. <laughs> just flu. <laughs> so there you go. It's just you. sounds worse because I have asthma. So There you go. Right. Uh, Very good. Lawrence. Yeah. Uh games that came out in the last well, week. Hang on. Before we continue. Yeah. Let's address the elephant in the room. The second elephant. Second elephant. How's your shoulder? Oh. Why you just trying to? You're trying to score bingo now, aren't you? You're <laughs> no, trying to score bingo now. No. Um, I was at the physio today, and uh, I have a new person now who's really pushing my shoulder uh, quite hard. So we're doing, we're still doing good. We're still making progress. I was told I can drive now, so that's a good. Oh, that's fantastic news! It is fantastic news. It means that um, I'll be able to get in the car without my girlfriend having to drive me everywhere. You can um, get me shopping. I can get you shopping. That's right. So, yeah, progress is still being made. It's still a long, a long haul, but we'll get there. We're, we're getting there. Get real medical. Get real meds. Yeah. <laughs> get real meds. What you're on right now, whatever that is. At all. Um, January twenty eighth, we saw Disjunction come out. Ever heard of it? Nope. Me neither. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> Why, 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 S? Is that 9 or 11? I can never tell with X and I's and Monstrum Nox. I've never even heard of this, but it's a PS4 game that it came oh, out. Well, who cares? February 2nd, today, as recording. The, the, the only real games come out on PlayStation 5 nowadays, so nothing. Do you remember one of those trailers for, for a game called Destruction All Stars? No. It's kind of like. Never even heard of it. Uh, I, it I, th- well, I think I've seen it somewhere, but I, don't, I haven't heard of it. Yeah, it was one of those games that got a lot of trailers and a lot of like stuff during like next-gen console hype for no reason. And it's essentially just like Destruction Derby, but futuristic version oh, of Oh, yeah, no, I remember, yeah. Yeah, so that yeah. came out today. Oh. Uh, it, it's classed as vehicle, oh, vehicular combat, should I oh. say. So there you go. Control Ultimate Edition is out today as well on uh, PS5 and Xbox Series X. The Yakuza Remastered Collection came out on Xbox and PC. I'm very excited. That came out on the 28th, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah, So there you go. Very excited. You're going to check that out. Can't wait to get through all that. Yeah. Very good. Oh my God, Lawrence. This is already just... (laughs) You don't even even need to try and put it on. It's an absolute... Right. Very this quickly, is fine. What, keep going. What have you been playing this week, Lawrence? And then you can shut up for a uh, bit. Played a bit of Grim Fandango. Oh, back to Grim Fandango. Mm-hmm. The remastered version. Yeah. Uh, played a bit of Football Manager. Always back managing. Yeah, I'm back managing Barcelona this time. Oh, Barcelona. Who's your top player? Messi. Oh, Messi, yeah. I feel very messy right now, I'm not going to lie. I was going to say, you have to clean up after <laughs> him quite often. <laughs> 
I don't want to say anything that'll make you laugh because you just can't. <laughs> it's just, I'm so sorry to everybody that asked to put with Lawrence Coffin look, today. Look, they have, if I had to put up with it, they can put up with it. This is my sexy voice. It's fine. Oh my God. Uh, no. <laughs> oh God. Played a bit hit, man. <laughs> Oh, God. And uh, Final Fantasy XIV. Oh, very good. Excellent. Have you been playing any more Elder Scrolls? No. Uh, Not really. No, I played a little bit. Tiny bit. A little bit. A little bit. Yeah. There's so many games. There is. So I need many more games time. to play right now. I need more time no in games. lockdown. Explain that one. Oh, you know, yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Um, this week, Lawrence, I have been playing... Um, yeah, we've, I've gone quite hard on, on Minecraft. I've been enjoying that a lot. We, I tell. I was, Yeah. And also... We went and played... What did we play the other day? We played that Halo. Was, that's it. We played the Master Chief Collection. Yeah, with Playing my the meme video collection. that Sam didn't put up on the socials and he said he would. Oh, he's going to have to do that. Well, you could go ahead and check out our socials at GetRealPod and you'll find... Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll force him to upload it. I'll cough on um, him otherwise. Give him the flu, yeah. Uh, so Halo Master Chief Collection. It's fun. Um, I'm not too hot on going back through all the campaigns, but no. I'm enjoying the social side of... A bit, and we were making some maps on Forge. The good old days, so, back when I was a youngin. Back to reminiscing when I was a young warthog. <laughs> <laughs> when I was a young warthog. <laughs> oh god, that is a multi-layer <laughs> reference. That right, great, uh, excellent. What else have we playing? Uh, 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 you tell me. <laughs> no, I literally just all my free time has been on. Minecraft and zombies and Halo and... Oh, speaking of zombies, there's an article I've not put in this week, which I really should do. Oh, yeah? Well, you're gonna, are you going to hot drop it in for us? I'm going to hot drop it in. Uh, I'm just thinking, I did try and get the Steam Link working again this week, and I did get it working, but it was a little bit disappointing after all the effort. <laughs> so, I won't be doing that again, I don't think. I set it up in the bedroom, and then... After I set it up, yeah, it just the latency was a bit rubbish. So it was a bit of a hassle, really, in, in the mall. I, I don't recommend it, quite honestly. No? Um, no, I'd recommend you just you just set up a console instead and just do it that way. Um, and, uh, oh, we played a little bit of Dota 2. Oh, yes. So, lots of news coming out of January, um, going into February. So we've got a games release list from February to March from PC Gamer. Um, let's have a quick look now. February, we've got uh, Val Valheim, Valheim, Val, Valheim, Valheim, Valheim. Also coming out today. Um, oh, I'll have to take a look at that. Viking themed survival game. Ooh. Interesting. Um, Neo Two comes out February fifth. Is it, is it pronounced Neo or Nio? I don't. I don't know. Uh, I think it's Nio I don't Neo Two. Yeah, I'm looking forward okay. to Werewolf the Apocalypse because that's set in the Vampire Masquerade world. That, that oh, comes out February fourth. And you like the, that the the, yeah. the Vampire Masquerade world? I like the dark world. Little Nightmares two on February tenth, the sequel to the very interesting Little Nightmares one, which was a short game, quite good short from what I played. But it was it was a unique experience, I think. So I think have, that have it's nice. Seen, have you seen what's above it? Hellish Quart. February 16th, early access, physics-based, realistic, 3D sword dueling game based in the, set in the 17th century. 
Um, local multiplayer supports Steam Remote Play together, but doesn't include built-in online multiplayer. So Honestly, it looks pretty damn good. But what's I'm the point in lie. having a, a dueling sword fighting game if the only way you can play it together is through Steam Remote Play together? Why not? Because that's going to be a little bit... I'm assuming there'd be a little bit of latency based on the Steam Remote Play together thing. I'm not sure Possibly. how... Mm. How much latency there is in that, but... Really, the best game that's coming out in February is February uh, 23rd. Bingo card to the ready, boys. It's Persona 5 Strikers. Yeah. Ding, 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 ding. Yeah. February 23rd. <laughs> it's a spin-off game. Yeah. It's a sequel, um, technically. It's a Dynasty Warrior-style one, right? Yeah. And so. it, it, um, it's, a, it's technically the sequel because it's set in the summer after the first game. Yeah. So, look, look forward to that. I played a little yeah. bit in Japanese couldn't really get that far because i can't read japanese so yeah Ooh. um oh underneath the uh recommended videos for you page on the pc um gamer website there's yes. some more uh smaller games coming out one of the games which i think you might enjoy since i know you like pharaoh is uh called nebuchadnezzar nebuchadnezzar mm. what is nebuchadnezzar it's it's a classic isometric city builder Oh, that's kind of cool. Mm. February 17th, that comes out. So uh, probably be checking that out. Um, you can add it to your wish list on Steam, so I might just do that so we can check mm. it out. Um, very good. Um, right, March then. Let's move into March because... March has got you know, some very good games. Considering this, the, the gravitas of this title, I'm surprised we've not seen anything. Because in March, <clears throat> Prince of Persia's Sands of Time remake is supposed to be coming out. I'm very um, excited. But how can it be coming out in March if we've seen literally nothing for it at this point in time? Well, they'll probably show something like end of Feb because they probably won't consider it a major title. They'll look at yep. it's a remake no. release. So. Yeah, maybe. I mean, we've got Yakuza 6 coming to PC and Xbox. So we've got the whole Yakuza series now. Right, okay. And then, yeah. my, then a game I've been very looking forward to ever yeah. since it was announced. Evil mm-hmm. Genius 2. World Domination, March 30th. Oh my god, cannot wait. Uh, and Evil Genius 2, uh, Lawrence, do you want to quickly tell people what kind of game Evil Genius is? Uh, it's a it's a sequel to the Evil Genius games. It's a mm-hmm. uh, management game, but you play as like an evil genius. So you design your own evil lair, you defend it from spies, and you build a doomsday device, and you basically try and take over the world. And it's all very like stylized and stuff like that. It's it's a lot of fun. I think that the thing with management games is is that they are always built upon the core concepts, but each one, you know, it's hard to find the perfect balance between the yeah. different things you can do in it. And so when you find a game that you really like that does a lot of good management things that you would want to see in a game. Like for you, it's Evil Geniuses. It's nice to see a sequel to that that hopefully yeah. just expands on it. Yeah. There's also um, Balan Wonderworld coming out on March 26th, which apparently is uh, from the designers of Knights and Fantasy Star and many of the old Sonic games. So is it like a 3D adventure-ish type yeah. game then? Or? I, I think the demos came out for it as well. Yeah, there's All a right. demo for it. Well, if you like 3D adventure games, you can go check the demo out. Um, so February and March in total looks like pretty exciting. Uh, we've got a couple of good months coming up. Finally. I know, yeah. Took a, took a, took a bit, but we're back yeah, on track now. Just a bit, yeah. Right. Take a sit sit back for a minute. We're going we're gonna to just... Oh, you, you, yeah, oh, there you go. Bones. Oh, mm-hmm. oh, oh, he's yes. weary. Sir Bansberg. Oh, um, yes. So this next article, Lady Dimitri. 
Dimitrisu. What? How do you pronounce that? Lady Dimitrisu. There you go. Or Dimitrisu. Dimitrisu. <laughs> so this is a character from the new Resident Evil Village game. If you haven't and seen her, you would have probably seen her. She is nine foot six, and that is an official Capcom fact, Lawrence, according to yeah. PC Gamer. Um, she, she, she's the tall white lady in the Resident Evil. She's the, the main villain, isn't she, I believe? But from no, the look of things. She's not no? the main villain. Is she not? No, she's she's the secondary antagonist, apparently. Oh, flipping heck, mm. really? Mm. What about all the evil the evil sisters and whatever, the daughters that, that, that or whatever? She's basically the new Mr. X. Oh god, no. Oh yeah. Oh, I've had enough of Mr. X. <laughs> I can't I can't finish Resident Evil 2. I can't do it. I can't go back. I mean, let's face it, would you rather have Mr. X chasing you or Lady Dimitrescu? But it's not Lady Dimitrescu that's going to be chasing us, is it? It's going to be these underlings. I think it's all, all three or four. But buggerlings, we should call them. Buggerlings. Little, little bug, no, absolutely little not, Laura. No, 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 no. Um, oh, God. Little buggers. Um, Jesus Christ. So for people who don't do feet and inches, that's 2.9 meters tall. The average human is uh, 1.6 to 1.7 meters tall. So at 2.9, that's at least a whole meter taller than, than the average person. That is with her hat and her heels on. So without well, the bond, she might be smaller. What? Let's say 2.7 then. Yeah. <laughs> probably, yeah. probably not by much. So, I, yeah. I, I think it's good that tall women are getting a bit more you know, representation in video games. Do you think Mr. X and Lady Dimitrescu could uh, could get on? Because Mr. X is quite tall as well, isn't he? Mr. X. I mean, yes. But How tall no. is Mr. X? Resident Evil. What do you mean? I think, no. I think the internet would implode if he did. Oh, God. <laughs> I googled how tall is Mr. X Resident Evil, and it goes about eight inches. <laughs> because it's referencing the height of the, the model that you can oh, buy, the figurine no. you can buy. <laughs> so, oh, I'll tell God. You what, if, they, if they had a, a statue of Lady Dimitrescu, it would sell out. You think so? Yeah. Um, Nemesis is based on the T103, and he's officially stated to be seven foot three. So it's possible that Mr. X is that tall too. The average door is six foot eight, and Mr. X is seen having to duck under them to get through. So I'd wager he's taller than seven foot. So there you go. He's quite tall as well. He could be uh, a. He could him and him and Lady Dimitrescu could uh, could Again, cause the some damage. Would implode, and uh, I, I don't think it'd be a happy Im- Im- implosion. I will just tell him that there, that he's eight inches. Then that'd be fine. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that helps. Yeah. Right. So moving, moving on. Along. Minecraft. <laughs> We've been playing a lot of Minecraft. I know we, you. Are. We like our little server. We do. Um, uh, we we like we, we're currently building. Uh, well, I've just started building a wizard tower. Uh, a wizard tower. Yeah, very gorgeous. Um, but the Super Nintendo World, the new Super Nintendo World in Japan. Uh, oh, yes. Yeah, the the real life one. Um, it's under construction currently in Minecraft. Oh, like the Disneyland one. 
Yeah, so like you can go to a Disneyland server. Um, really and, good, by the way. <laughs> mm-hmm, and, and go and explore Disneyland while you can't go there in lockdown. Someone is making um, a one-to-one faithful recreation of the upcoming Super Nintendo World Japan Park. Um, that's pretty amazing, uh, actually. Pretty cool. And And looking from the images, you can obviously go and look for yourself if you want to check it out, but it looks amazing. He's added in a lot of of uh, of assets that are non uh, vanilla Minecraft. Mm. So you've got things like the Super Nintendo World logo is like the actual like a three D modeled logo, and he's got a couple of uh, of of pipes, warp pipes that look to the correct scale as they do at Nintendo World. He's recreated those in in three D, obviously not in vanilla Minecraft block. Um, but the fact that he's building it in Minecraft is is kind of amazing, kind of as it is. Where he's got all the graphics with all the logos of all the all the different places you can go. Yeah, this I think the guy who's making it is called Dippy. Uh, yeah, Dippy Twenty Two. Like it seems like he's made like uh, he's he's used to these big projects. He's made a perfect recreation of PewDiePie's Minecraft world and Earth in really? one point one scale. What? Yeah, it's pretty nuts. Well, there is actually a community Discord that Dippy22 has launched in order to try and get this thing finished. So if you are a Minecraft builder and you want to join the collaborative effort, if you search for Dippy22, you'll find his Discord and you can join in and, and contribute to building this uh, this part with him. Mm-hmm. Very good. It's going to be really cool to see because there's going to be a lot of people who obviously aren't going to be traveling, but they still want to go and enjoy what the park kind of, you know, would be and what it would look like without actually having to go. So this is the second best thing, I would suppose. Right. This, oh, you should, this is this is the Call of Duty sneaky one. Um, Firebase C, for those that don't know, is the next Zombies map free DLC for Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War. It continues on from the Easter egg story of the first one, uh, Die Machine, D Machine, uh, which was uh, basically there's a story about uh, carrying on from the legacy of the uh, old zombie storylines. Uh, we've got returning characters and new characters. And um, yes, this new Firebase C map is coming out this week on the third. So tomorrow, uh, actually. Uh, the fourth for the UKers. Yeah. So Treyarch's tweet here is announcing the date um, and is also announcing something interesting here. So it says, I'll just read the tweet. Our new Black Ops Cold War content update will go live 11 p.m. Pacific time, February 3rd. 2 a.m. Eastern Time, February 4th, 7 a.m. GMT. So that's British Which is interesting. We all thought it would be the 5th. Yes, we thought it was going to be Thursday, but actually it's Wednesday, Friday, but it's now Thursday. Oh, God, my mind. I mean, it's Thursday for us, anyway. Yes. This will include the immediate launch of Firebase C, Express, new modes. So Express, by the way, is an old map. Uh, being brought into the game so it's a oh it's a remastered God. map uh new modes and playlists four additional four prop additional hunt maps, prop hunt maps. <laughs> yeah and much more Bench power and then they go on to say the main easter egg quest in firebase c will be disabled at launch until 9 a.m pacific time 12 p.m eastern time and 5 p.m uh british time on friday february 5th to make sure that everyone can start the hunt on equal footing. So there's no bloody point playing on Thursday then. 
Yes, there is. No, because you can get you get to grips with the game and get to grips with the map and stuff. Because what you I want, want to get is you want to grips with my Easter egg. Yeah, I know. But when when you get in for the first time, Ugh. you're not going to be doing the Easter egg straight away. You're going to want to play a few few rounds Ugh, where you're just yeah. exploring the map, getting your surroundings, finding out what's what, looking for potential Easter eggs. Have they fixed the game yet? What's wrong with the game right now? Yeah, I don't play with multiplayer. Terrible. Oh, I don't play a multiplayer, but what's wrong with zombies? I sound like one. That's what's wrong with it. It's like yeah, that's true. My own that is very true. Yeah. and uh, <laughs> But I'm actually surprised at how well you're doing, Lawrence. So very good. Very good this week. You're doing a fantastic job. So yes, I'm Firebase trying. C. I'm sure we'll be talking about that next week. Um, very good. I won't be but, able to contain him. I'm sorry. And no, you can't. I'll be, I'll be like, we've done the Easter egg. It was fantastic. Right. New info teased for BlizzCon, yeah, which will BlizzCon. take place online later this month. So mm-hmm. this is coming, going to be BlizzCon at the end of February. Um, and it's all online. Um, there is already a pre-show welcome video on BlizzCon 2021's uh, YouTube. Let's have a I'm, quick look. I'm not going to lie. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a wild player. Everyone knows I'm a wild player. I'm not mm-hmm. looking forward to this. Mm, okay, so tell me why you are hesitant. Just because it's going to be the same crap over and over again, and all the same lies and all sorts. The same lies? I'm very disgruntled with the Blizzard um, What did team. they lie about last time? Well, they offered all this magical, really cool WoW expansion, and it was just, it's terrible. Like, just you either good. hate it or you love it. It's one of the two, and it's just... Majority hate that, it, but playing devil's advocate here for, the, for those that love it, that's that they did deliver for those people. Yeah, but those people, a lot of those people are now starting to turn to the hate side. So it's just in time, content. just in time for their BlizzCon event to get everyone back on the hype train. Choo choo! Here we go. Pretty much, yeah, yeah, very good. Well, it's a free event, so anybody yeah. can watch. Obviously, it's it needs to be a free anniversary event. of Blizzard. Oh my god, so this you year... You bastards. <laughs> do you think they're going to need to really pull out all the, all the stops? Oh, all the all hype? The stops. Yeah. I, expect, I expect what they always do, which they'll show off what's ahead for the new for this expansion. They'll want you to buy their in-game stuff, which we, it, we've got a collection of celebratory collections yeah and it's just and there'll be anniversary stuff and things like that but i mean to, the thing to to make sure you don't bleep me later just f- feck off <laughs> thanks thanks Harris. very welcome. thoughtful of you the thing is though with these blizzcon events right uh, they kind of have to do all of that work and and talk quite more in detail a bit more about the business stuff as well i'm assuming because they are like a, a publicly traded company well I, I get that, but half the time when they're saying all these new interesting things, it's not what the players want. It's for the investors. It's always been for the investors. Yeah, yeah well, you know, the investors make the, the wheels turn, so... Well, they should. And that's going to... I think GameSpot... That's GameSpot. Um, GameStop shows that it's not just the investors that rule the world. No, that's true. Um, I'm getting, obviously, getting political. Well, yeah, a little bit. <laughs> Um, but that's okay. The stocks are still going a bit mental. So uh, in instead of talking more in depth about them, we're just going to let them play out a bit longer and see how that's going. But um, I ran out of popcorn. 
Yes. I think people are trying to move to different... I mean, half of the stock, uh, you know, the online redditors and, and Discord groups, they're trying to hold on to just focusing on one thing. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people are moving to different things now. So we've seen Dogecoin over the over the weekend. We've seen, well, well I guess Thursday, Friday, actually, because over the weekend it was a bit slow. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, we've seen AMC was a new target. Now the media is trying to push silver in order to create another distraction. So... It's a very strange area, stocks and crypto at the moment. Right. Dragging it back, no, drag it back to BlizzCon. Dragging it back to BlizzCon. The Final Fantasy fourteen Fan Fest is also in February. Okay. So it's going to be, and their, Final Fantasy is, is Blizzard's main competitor right now in the MMO Interesting. Sphere. So it's going to be, it's going to be direct comparisons. It's going to be an interesting month. That's all I'm saying. Well, Blizzard are also doing a, um, uh, what is it, a 30th anniversary uh, celebrations collection, which is what you mentioned earlier. Yeah. Um, that will come with just a bunch of random stuff for all of their kind of games. So I wonder how much they are. Let me just, let me just go take a look. So maybe, that, I mean, out I of curiosity. Yeah. But while you figure that out, I'll read through what it is. There's three different tiers of it. There's an essentials one. There's a heroic one, and there's Are an epic one. Are you having a giggle? Uh-oh. Right, so it? the essentials pack is 15 yeah. quid. Okay, so that will get you uh, an, a pet for World of Warcraft, uh, a rogue mount and tracer hero in Heroes of the Storm, the an Overwatch player icon, StarCraft 2, and StarCraft remastered portraits. So that's literally just not... That's just like a picture. Uh so 10 packs of uh for hearthstone and a pet for and a pet and a portrait for diablo 3 for 15 quid it's 34.99 okay so you get everything in the essentials plus a mountain world of warcraft uh a legendary skin in overwatch and uh diablo 3 wings and random madness of the dark moon fair legendary card in hearthstone so that's the epic pack. Yeah. Is 50 quid. Okay. So we've jumped up another 15 pounds here. So for 15 quid extra, you'll get everything in the previous two packs plus 30 days of Warcraft time, which is 9 quid, which is 9 quid. Uh five golden madness of the dark moon fair card packs in Hearthstone, three golden loot boxes in Overwatch and a Diablo 3 helm transmog item. And you want to know the kick in the teeth? What is it? Available till September 15th, 2021. These things aren't even ready yet. Oh no, it, most of these are coming soon. The uh the just, uh, portraits just... are coming soon. The pet uh, and the wings for Diablo 3 are coming soon. The the skin for Overwatch is coming soon. Just the, just the sheer hubris of Blizzard thinking they're still relevant enough to pull this crap out of their backsides. I don't I don't actually know anybody who is playing Overwatch, World of Warcraft, StarCraft 2, Hearthstone, and Diablo 3 all at the same and time. And Heroes of the Storm. And Heroes of the Storm. Who's... Who's, Who's playing? doing that? Not Who's even all these games. fans are doing that. <laughs> it's, it's just sheer hubris. It's just, oh, this is what I don't like about Blizzard anymore. They, they would have they they done much better making smaller packs, mini packs for each individual game. 
I think. Because then you could have had, like, the Hearthstone stuff in a Hearthstone pack. Hearthstone pack, uh, WoW pack, Diablo pack, yeah. Makes more sense, but no, it's sheer hubris. Because they're working off FOMO, going, uh, everyone still plays all the LR games. They fucking don't, lad. Sorry. And especially, uh, (laughs) Especially when some of these items are just... Player icons and sprays yeah. and like portrait no pictures. At all. Literally, like in that first pack, you're getting uh, like one of the big things is a 30th anniversary player icon, and then StarCraft Two and StarCraft Remastered portraits. And it's like, why? Why are they in a pack for 15 quid? And the reason is is because they're trying to upsell you to the heroic pack at least, because they'll put the epic pack at too much of a higher a price. The essentials pack at a decent price, but they'll take all of that stuff out and put it in a middle pack, the good stuff, and then they'll put that price point at the at the point where it's just just enough for you to think, oh well, I'll buy the epic pack because it's only a little bit more. It's just it just shows the arrogance and disconnect that Blizzard have with their own community. Yes, especially when there's no Call of Duty stuff in this either. Especially when there's a pandemic on. But I just, you know, like I know that I know that you know Call of Duty isn't a Blizzard title, and they're just publishing it. But literally, like they would do so well with like a Call of Duty pack at this point. Well, I mean, I, got, get, I, I, I get it's only Blizzard games because it's for BlizzCon, and you know, it wasn't know, developed by BlizzCon or published by BlizzCon. It was only it's only sharing the BattleNet laundry. But, but as a partner, because now Call of Duty franchise is like the partner of Blizzard launcher, you know, of Blizzard on PC. Like, it goes through Blizzard. Well, well it goes through the BattleNet launcher. It's not, they're not, Blizzard has nothing to do with it. Well, on the Blizzard launcher, it says partner games, so but they must have some it's, deal. It's not, the, it's not the Blizzard launcher, it's the BattleNet launcher, but it's Activision Blizzard. It's oh, still Activision. Say, it's so convoluted, isn't it? It really is. It's stupid, is what it is. It's stupid. It is. Stupid BlizzCon. All right, well, calm down. Stop. You alert yourself. Do you want to deal with this while I go rest? I will, yes. Right, Silent Hill returns as DLC for a party game. Uh, So, this is talking about um, Dark Deception Monsters and Mortals. I've never heard of this game, but it's a party game by the sound of it. Dark Deception Monsters and Mortals is a multiplayer horror game where players take on the role of monsters and mortals from the Dark Deception universe, whatever that is, and Mm -hmm. battle each other in nightmarish mazes. Some mazes will look familiar to Dark Deception fans, but many will be completely new. Monsters and Mortals has multiplayer gameplay modes to play with your friends. So there's Maze Escape, Shard Mayhem, Soul Collection, different game types, horror-based party play, and Silent Hill is apparently going to be featured as upcoming DLC for the multiplayer game. Uh, Never heard of it. Yeah, well, it should be coming out sometime this month. The creator of Dark Deception, uh, Vince Livings, has said the DLC will include a new map, the game's largest, and will pay tribute to the first three Silent Hill games, as well as having a couple references to Homecoming. Um, This is an an official thing. I feel sorry for Silent Hill fans. Why? Because all they want is a game. They don't want crossovers. They're sick of them. It's like pachinko machines all over again. But what's wrong in having? What's wrong with, uh, with having this in the meantime? Because you've got because... to buy another game and then buy the DLC on top of it. Just give them a new game. Well, I suppose that depends on how many of Silent Hill fans who like party games already have already have this game. This game has got quite a lot of positives. Its, it's reviews are very positive. 
Its recent reviews are mostly positive. So it's a well-received game. And uh, obviously it's nice to see, you know, for them it's nice because there's new stuff coming. And I, I, yeah, suppose, I suppose as long as Silent Hill didn't have to do too much, you know, Konami didn't have to do too much effort to other than approve stuff and maybe pass some assets over and stuff. Uh, it's Konami though, isn't it? Well, if you're a Silent Hill fan, mm. it's it's a £7 game on Steam and then I don't know how much the DLC will be. Uh, but, you know, judging by the other one, it'll probably be f- like five quid or something. Mm-hmm. You, get to, you get to enjoy a bit of the Silent Hill universe inside of another game while you wait for another one? I think this next news article is down to Sam. It's dedicated to our boy Sam because I know he listens. All right, yes, you're right. I was looking at a different article for a second then. Wait. That's not oh, right. Um, so... To Sam, then, Mysterious Total War, Warhammer, teases, hints at something. Honestly, your guess is as good as ours. This is the PC Gamer headline headline here. Is it DLC, an update, or a new game? A 50-second teaser video was posted across Total War, Warhammer social media late yesterday, and the speculation engines have begun revving up to speed. So this is a teaser video. Um, it's only 50 seconds long. We're looking at, um, as I don't know any of the Warhammer characters, so, but it looks like a Centurion guard looking over an observer tower. Um, and the observer tower, the observatory has got a big telescope looking up to the stars and there's a wizard and the wizard is looking through the telescope and he's looking at the stars and then there's a bright light and it looks like a, like a, big meteor or shining star or something creating a constellation and, and there's all sorts of stuff going on and it looks very magical actually um Ooh. well let's hope this one's got crossplay between mac and pc eh? well we don't know what it will be actually uh warhammer never seemed to me to be the kind of game that has that kind of wizardry and oh, magical yeah. especially in the age of sigma which is what the warhammer's on it's got magic and stuff like that Hmm. This seems to be quite heavy into it, though. Depending, I mean, obviously, it depends on what oh, this yeah. in particular is. But um, the okay, it says here that the comet that we, that I mentioned becomes the head of a constellation called Grungi's Baldric, revered by soldiers, dwarfs, and dimwits aplenty. It literally could be anything, but leaves a lot of room for speculation. And it's interesting, something interesting yeah. in the Warhammer world. Something interesting. Runescape, Lawrence. Yeah. You know RuneScape? You know the I old do. RuneScape? Did you ever play RuneScape? Well, yeah, we played it together. But we played the old school RuneScape, though, not the uh, new RuneScape. Well, no one plays the new one. Old school RuneScape is coming to Steam, Lawrence, next month. That's um, nice. I don't really understand what the point is other than just making it more accessible, the game more accessible. Because I mean, it's getting achievements and stuff as well, so that'll just entice yeah. players to play and stuff like that. But I don't think any like hardcore RuneScaper is going to quit their accounts that they've and the characters they've got on the actual launcher well, that they use. You, you just you link the account to the Steam client, and you can play exactly. You just where log you in. Off. Yeah. Do you think people are going to move over to this? I think it'd be a lot easier to start did- and a lot. A lot of people to, you know, if they want everything in one place. The thing is, with the launchers you currently have that run RuneScape today, they are not the original launchers. Um, they're kind of not modded, but they are. They're they give party. you 
they yeah they're third party launchers that give you access to features that are kind of just quality of life features that we might not see at all in this official release on steam because you know you've got things like uh animation smoothing you've got things like uh user interface improvements um there's a lot of stuff in runescape that that obviously it's old school runescape it hasn't changed um and to that, that's to the game's credit you know we don't really want runescape to change um we just want you know the way it is we like it so to see that it's coming to steam is is good for the accessibility point of view but if it's not going to give you those quality of life features i don't see many people jumping on board with it mm, probably but it's probably for people to i haven't played runescape or forgot about old school old school runescape and decided yeah well uh why not? I'll give it a go. It's on Steam, etc. But those, but those people that now give RuneScape a go on, Ste- on Steam for the first time aren't going to have as good of an experience as the people on the third-party launcher who, um, you know, have the quality of life improvements from the third-party launcher. Like mm. even me, like when I when I play RuneScape, like animation smoothing's on, the user interface is improved. You know, I'm getting higher quality graphics. I'm getting a much big, a much larger draw distance. You know, those are things you can't do on the native version of the game. So, I'm wondering whether that's going to be, whether that's going to affect those players, the new players trying to try it on Steam for the first time. Maybe, hmm. but I have to wait and see with that one. I think we'll probably have to come back to uh, to this article when it comes out, which is going to be March. And we'll discuss then what we think of, of RuneScape on Steam. I think we'll have to come back to that one. Okay. We do have a few more uh, news articles because we are we rounding up all the news. Biomutant. Let's talk about Biomutant for a second. It was announced in 2017. It was supposed to be out in 2019. Uh, but they went basically radio silent. Biomutant, um, we don't know much about it other than it's like Kung Fu fighting cats. It's a game about kung fu fighting cats. How do you feel about that, Lawrence? Uh, I'll take it. Gamescom 2018, we saw some Biomutant gameplay. Uh, shows off a lot of ground and mech combat. So it's mech combat as well as kung fu cat fighting with mech combat. Um, take my money? Question mark. Post-apocalyptic kung fu fable RPG, apparently. Um, right, so <laughs> with all that in mind, with that imagery conjured up in your head of whatever you think that looks like um basically nothing happened uh until 2020 when the developers of the game experiment 101 came out of hiding to assure everyone that work was still ongoing there was still no sign of a release date until earlier this week when the studio finally committed itself to launching in may this year 2021 uh the extended silence was a bit strange but the studio boss stefan I'm going to butcher this. Leung Fist, sorry, told IGN that it was for a good reason. There were a lot of bugs to fix and the studio was determined to avoid crunch while doing it. This is it. This is an interesting thing for them to say because basically they're saying it's because of fan interest and fan pressure that studios push to crunch to keep on the hype train. But without a hype train, there is no crunch. Mm-hmm. Do you think this should be the new gold standard in video game development? 
I don't think it ever will be because games like, let's say, Call of Duty, for instance, they have a cycle that you already they already are expected to come the next year. We're already expecting next year's card. We're already expecting that in two years there'll be another card, you know, and they have to come out mm-hmm. between November and December every year, and that's the expectation of the investors. Because that- there's there's obviously a lot of you know stuff around crunch and trying to avoid crunch. You, yeah, I mean, do you think that people will push for this now? The, the kind of investors that back the hell off because we we found out with Cyberpunk it wasn't the investors it was the it was the 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 head of development it was the leads do, um, do we I, think the unions would push with this I actually think that what we'll see is not a tr- trying to avoid crunch in terms of let's say we're making a game and then go quiet I think what we'll just see is more people more companies not announcing new games until they're ready to announce new games because a lot of the time what's happened in the last year and the last few years even is we've seen companies go well wait we're making a game and it looks like this and it's gonna and it's called this and it's gonna be like this and everyone goes oh my god that's great and then yeah and then literally don't forget about us but we're excited to tell you about this game and then years go by and you're like huh like if biomutant uh if experiment 101 hadn't announced Biomutant in 2017, you know, at this point in time now, we might, you know, last year have heard about this game instead. And there'd be a bit more generation around it. Yeah, and it would be more like, oh, it's going to be an X-Gen game, it's going to be Kung Fu fighting mech cats, it's going to be crazy, you know, and then there'd be, then they could roll the hype train. But now we haven't heard of this game in so long. I'm actually excited for it, you know. Yeah, in this situation, it makes me quite interested. Yeah. This is a game that's now been in development for more than three years. And, um, yeah, I guess it's just going to be a I mean, an interesting Kung one. Fu, it's Kung Fu fighting cats. Yeah, I mean... The cat's got a sword. What more do you need? It's a sword and a gun. And a gun, like... At the same like, time. It's like being Shadow the Hedgehog all over and, again. And probably a mech warrior. Yeah, why, you know, why not? Yeah. <laughs> um me up. <laughs> So I wonder how many more companies now have looked at the cyberpunk situation and gone, hmm, we'll probably have to wait a little bit longer now. And and I think with these smaller companies, they can afford to do that as long as they can keep running the team without investment. Yeah. Like well, in, we- this situ- in this situation, you've got THQ Nordic who have, mm. you know, obviously they're funding this. Um, so they're in a really good position in that situation. But, well, then, you know... I, I- they have said to believe that the Harry Potter RPG has been delayed because of the cyberpunk. Yeah, and and I think that's probably the best things to be mm. to be doing at this point. Um, we haven't got too much long left, so I'm going to rattle through some of these last news articles here. Okay. Warner Brothers filed a patent for the Mordor Games' Nemesis system. Mm. So this was the system... Inside of the uh, what, what were the what were the titles called of the games? It was Shadows of Mordor, uh, Shadow of Mordor, and Shadow of War. Shadow of War, yeah. They had a system known as the Nemesis system, where if you fought um, like orc leaders and and other enemies in the game in the in the Lord of the Rings universe, if they killed you or something like that, they would remember. So the next time you went and fought them, they would be laughing about how they just killed you, and we're going to do it again. Do- do, and, can they do this? 
Um, well, the, obviously that is that is just one example of the system working. Mm. The Nemesis system is was quite complicated and and didn't just do that. It did a lot of things relating to the relationships between you and your enemy and 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 recruitment and things like that. There, were, there was lots of different pieces of that puzzle, um, and they've obviously they filed the pattern based on that. Now they might not get the pattern, so I hope not. You don't think they should? No, because it stops people from iterating on the designs. It stops people from being creative with that kind of system. Very well, they should make it more open source, but be able to give that you know Warner Brothers the credit. Well, the thing is, is this might not be the only way to do this sort of thing. As long as that, as long as the way you get to the outcome is different, as long as you reach the outcome, you can go about. You can make your own system that works in a different way. Reading the article, it doesn't seem to like because we've seen stuff like this happen before, like Bioware's Dialogue Wheel or Bandai Namco's um, like infamous mini game loading screens. Mm. It hasn't stopped other people from doing a twist of the idea, which is what I was worried about. Yeah. So, I mean, they are comparing it to the oh. pattern of the floating arrow that told players where to go in crazy taxi which was part of a lawsuit sega filed against fox interactive in 2003 after simpsons the road rage used the same mechanic I've, and i just read the last part of the article the suit settled out of court for an undisclosed amount let's have a look what, what's going on about the it end says, of the article says, here if if you've spent this whole post confused because you didn't think video game mechanics could be patented you're actually thinking of copyright right so Which is patent it and copyright is two separate things. That's why I yes. was getting confused. Yeah, because the outcome can be the same thing. You know, you can, you know, if you patent a door hinge, it doesn't mean someone else can not can't make a different door hinge. So the, as long as the door still credit, opens, basically. it doesn't matter how you make the door hinge. So this is that situation where they want to patent their method of doing this um, just to protect it or license it even. Yeah, yeah, just so, so that people can't steal it and say they came up with it. Okay. I'm, no, I don't think sense. it's. I don't think it's a stealing thing. I think it's because it, it, it gives them opportunity to, you know, let their work be used on license basis to different games. I suppose, which is yeah, just a business thing. I suppose. Quite interesting. Well, we spent four minutes talking about that, which is fantastic. <laughs> so let's. Well, have... we, we, we've got three sad topics, I think, coming up. Why have we got three sad topics at the end of this? Well, there's a good topic at the end. It's like a right. cool topic. Okay, we've got to I get through it. the third act now, guys. So um, we won't we won't linger too long. But um, there was more Resident Evil Village news this week, which was very sad. The actor Jeanette Mouse, who act, who was the actor uh, for Resident Evil Village's uh, Bug Skinned Witches, uh, sadly died earlier this month uh, at 39 years old. Very. Ugh very young i believe it was a type of cancer was it oh yes she'd been diagnosed with colon cancer last april um and she already had uh you know there was already a gofundme campaign that was helping her to pay her medical expenses yeah it's just sad news horrible yeah, very sad so news. young as well but she had worked quite hard leading up to this point so her work will obviously now live on, which is great. Beyond giving terrifying life to Demistrescu's accomplices, that is such a hard name, um, 
She uh, was an accomplished acting coach in West Hollywood, sported acting roles in films like 2020's Charm City Kings, and was credited with writing 2008's My Effortless Brilliance. Um, while Resident Evil Village would have been her first game acting credit, the Resident Evil community has shown an outpouring of support for the late actor. Uh, so, very sad uh, news, yeah, but, you know, her work will now... go out to everyone affected by, by her loss, and it's a, it is a sad thing. Yeah. No one wants to hear anyone pass, but... Pass away, no, definitely yeah. not. Uh, moving on to another bit of strange news. A four-year-old was referred to the UK's anti-extremist watchdog over Fortnite comments. Um, this oh. kid was overheard talking about guns and bombs after watching his cousin play Fortnite. Uh, police were reportedly sent to a family home in 2019 as part of the UK's government's prevent strategy which is an anti-extremism scheme after their four-year-old son was overheard talking about Fortnite in the playground after school the guardian reports that the west midlands boy was referred to the scheme after talking about how his father had guns and bombs in his shed but according to transcripts of an interview with the after school club worker the kid had simply been watching his older cousin playing the game over at his father's house the night before uh, his excitable recollection taken out of context in reports. Um, so, 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 just this just feels like egg on face on everyone involved. Yeah, and it just yeah. So, <laughs> long story short, uh, the kid basically too excited about Fortnite, talked about it too realistically, <laughs> put on a anti-extremism watch list uh, in the, the UK. Hell? Very strange story indeed. Very there. strange. He's four. What's he going to do? Uh, well, it was. Well, <sighs> it's not the fact that it's him. It's the fact that he was talking about his dad having guns and bombs in his shed. So, talking about how rubbish uh, the Steam Link was uh, earlier in the podcast, Google Stadia, not the same, uh, more like a modernized service based <laughs> Steam Link. <laughs> Uh, has shut down its internal <laughs> studios, changing its business focus entirely, according to Kotaku. Um, Google Stadia. I love how the article starts, the late 2019 <laughs> streaming platform. <laughs> Not as if to say it, it, it's dead, but as if to say it came out in the late 2019. But yes, it is dead. Uh, the promise to revolutionize gaming is... Uh, gaming by letting users stream games without needing to own a powerful PC is altering course, getting out of game making business, and will now offer its platform directly to game publishers alongside offering Stadia Pro to the public. Um, what sort of business move is this? Is this like. This is what's known as a technical term as clutching for straws before the. <laughs> in, you know, the. No, the, the death of google stadia as it had been with google glass and all this malarkey stadia well, yeah. is literally on its last legs yeah it's interesting that you bring that up because i was just about to say that google do start and stop projects when they you know and, and that's not a bad thing because they tried new things all the time and they say that the more the more you try different things you know maybe one time some, you'll land on something that actually works so you know, Google do invest heavily in a lot of projects, um, and most of them don't don't go anywhere, which is fine. But the ones that do do very well for Google. So, but they are now closing down uh, their two game studios based in Montreal and LA. Um, they've not released any games yet. Um, about 150 developers uh, apparently are getting well. Their their jobs are 
uh, are done. Um, so they're now just going to be a streaming service, I guess. Uh, $10 a month for Stadia Pro. Um, and it will continue to run its service, but won't be making any games. I think this. I think the Stadium Pro needs to offer games as well as just run them. I'm going to be honest. I didn't even know that they were they were making games. I didn't even know. I thought they were literally just a service. To be honest, for um, me, me too. <laughs> Finally, Lawrence. Today we're going to end on a high here. Um, well, I say a high. Uh, it's a, on a, on a weird. We're ending this, on a weird. This relates to, I think, a topic we were discussing, I think, last week. Um, what were we discussing last Gabe, week that this relates to? Gabe talking about oh, um, Gabe. brain games, like playing games within your brain. Right, said, yes. Well, why hasn't anyone like Elon Musk made something? Well. Yes, well, <laughs> Elon <has>. Musk's <laughs> brain company, uh, Neuralink, I think it's called. Is this that one? Is this Neuralink? Um, I'll find yeah, that in a second. Neuralink, yeah, Neuralink, yeah. yeah. Uh, this is the these are the people I was talking about last week. They hope to make a cyborg. They hope to make a cyborg monkey play mind pong. Um, Elon Musk claims one of his companies, which is Neuralink, has implanted a device into a monkey's brain and hopes to make it play mind pong with another cyborg monkey. So when we're talking about a cyborg monkey, we're really just talking about a monkey that's had one of their Neuralink uh, brain. Uh, chips implanted we, we are basically heading into sword art online territory here uh yeah and they want to use the brain waves uh that is being detected by uh the chip well we call it a chip but it's like a mini disc uh that just monitors uh i say just monitors we don't know how serious i mean i don't know exactly how much interference this chip can do but if you know it kind of can read the the waves in a way we don't understand of of the mind the brain waves and use that to control uh, a game of mind pong with another monkey who's got another chip in his brain this could be revolutionary this could like change everything uh, well it can do in some capacity at this stage it's too soon yeah, of course it's too soon. I think we won't see this until like another 20, 30, 40 years, but still, it could revolutionise humanity as it is. I think in the medical sector, it has its biggest initial impact. Um, but it's it's interesting if he can do it, like, if he can, if he can bring the meme, shall we say, to it. Mm. Uh, people will appreciate the memeiness of doing something like making two monkeys play mind pong and that opens the doorway i mean to Musk. yeah that's how he does it yeah that's, that's him it opens the doorway to the possibilities of of those people seeing it used in other applications so i think it's a very smart play mm. um obviously Neuralink is much smarter than maybe um maybe gabe was onto something well you well, Neuralink has been a company that's been around for years now. It's been a few years. It's not. This isn't new stuff that we're talking about here. Gabe is just reiterating what Elon Musk has been saying for the past several years and been working on for the past several years. He's not some genius who's just come up with the idea of brain games, you know. So he's just jumping on board. I think with what Neuralink's been working on. And um, well, if anyone's if like worried about about the monkeys and. Animal welfare. Uh, an inspector from the U.S. Department of Agriculture said that the Neuralink laboratory was the nicest monkey facility they've examined. So, 
that that's also good news. We don't want the monkey to be harmed in any way. Yeah, and these days, I mean, I say these days, Neuralink's built machines that do these uh, implants and operations like automatically. Like they are automated. They are uh, obviously them they're manhandled to a degree, but the process is is done in such a way um, that there's as minimal room for error as possible when doing something like this. Yes, okay, it is animal testing to a degree, but, uh, you know, it's not like they're testing cosmetics or they're, it isn't going to impact the life of this monkey, I guess, in any way, other than the fact that it's in this laboratory. And yes, okay, I know it's great. It's horrible, but there you go. (laughs) Right, okay. That's the end of all of our, all of our news this week. Lawrence, you made it through. I did. Do appreciate you being here today and i'm sure to listen at home prefer to have something to listen to than not yeah. so if you want to get in touch and let us know and send Lawrence your best wishes you can do so uh on all of our socials at get real pod we also have a new email address Lawrence. Do we? we have our own email address now yes it's get real gaming at gmail.com you can yes get real gaming at gmail.com so you can email us directly not through Get Real Pod anymore. Yes. Um, you can send us an email and uh, we'll pick that up straight away. You can also go to getrealgaming. Uh, dot. Oh, I don't even. I keep forgetting the link for this. <laughs> we have a place you can send us voice clips and it'll be in the description. Um, if you want to send us a voice, a hot take on something that maybe we can use in an episode, feel Spicy free to do hot so. Takes. Spicy hot take. But until then, Lawrence, I hope you get better within the next week. And I hope everyone listening at home stays safe. Thanks for listening. And uh, we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.